Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. Along with Dr. Tim Hayes. Um, okay, can you hear me now? All right, I can't hear you, but okay. So we welcome you to the show with uh, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm not sure what part cut out. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Friday, November the 6th, 2015, and our call-in number is 646 200 41 Six, nine. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. And before I say welcome, Michael, Michelle, and I were kind of joking back and forth yesterday. I said, it seems like this week whoever is running the switchboard gets to process. So <laughs> I'm going to pass for today. I got two days in a row. Michelle got yesterday. But anyway, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Not hearing you. You mean I should turn my mute button off? That would that would help. Ah, uh, oh, what can I say? Mute challenged once again. Anyway, we're awesomely blessed that you choose to be with us, and we are in the throes of packing. I hear Jeannie and I are both a little bit breathless. We've been hauling stuff out to get on the road, and you know it's always the challenge, the bug out, and of course when you're leaving for seven months it's a it's a fairly hefty challenge but anyway we fortunately you know here we are what is it the fourth of november already which is remembrance day and so let's remember those who've uh it's had to uh it's a six we missed the fourth ah well i'm two days late with that then when you're at heartland one day so much the same as the other but in any event let's Send uh, love and blessings to everyone who's ever been touched by that insanity called war for what we're still doing to each other on the planet and uh, hold the space for it to be cleaned up and for those who've been forced into losing their lives, taking lives, and on and on and on goes the list. Let's just tap into our hearts and hold that space, that love present that brings healing to all those on the planet who've been touched by war, which is probably limited to about uh, seven and a half billion people now. Pretty, pretty insane world. 
And we're here to work with first century Aramaic forgiveness. Not the kind of idea where I let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me, but really, truly engaging in forgiveness, which is a key tool for how I remove from my structure what never belonged, that is, hostility and fear. And when we recognize how the mind works, then the recognition that the only way I can see something is if it's in me becomes a key part in the process. So everything that I can intuit, well, not necessarily intuit, but everything that I can really grasp and and capture within this field, I'm going to capture from one place or the other. I've been there, done that, and worked through it, or I haven't. And if I'm in some sort of disturbance or upset, as I think about myself or the person that's engaged that I think is the problem in my life, then it's still a reflection because every reality is a construct of the mind. It's still a reflection of what's going on in my mind and is the next level for me to look at and the next place to subtly tap into the energies with which I create the world that I see and that I experience, my world of perception, a unique construct that always reflects the content of my mind. And we are here to offer the tools for freeing people of the trauma of having lived in a world of insanity. And our definition of insanity, of course, is a world where we have what looks like a human form that's functioning without a human life. Well, Michael, how could a human form function without a human life? It's easy. All you have to do is vacate the love. Human life, I'd offer, is love, and if love is not present, then we don't have a human life. Now what we have is an automaton, a set of programs that are going to unfold and replay, replicate. We call it the replicate mind. are just going to replicate from the past whatever's gone down, and on and on it goes. When we can, in particular, look into ourselves and in the present moment, own that if we're in disturbance, we have disturbance, then we have the opportunity to start to delve into the parts of the mind from the past that hold that disturbance and bring healing to it. And the healing happens when we can access a hidden part of the mind and bring love present to it. And so... That's what we're here to support. That's what we're here to be part of. We're here to learn it. We're here to teach it. We're here to engage in it and to move it forward. We had a great conversation yesterday with Michelle. I don't know if Michelle is still out there. If we completed that conversation, we did run right up to the uh, the time limit. But I thought it was a pretty cool conversation on motivation to do the work and follow through. And uh, So is Michelle out there by chance, uh, Jeannie, with a hand up by any? She is in the chat room. Let me look and see if she's actually on the switchboard. I do not see her on the switchboard, but she is in the chat room. Well, if there's anything else to share, Michelle, please bring it forward. And uh, Dr. Kim with us today? She just said she's complete. (laughs) Cool. Got your five worksheets done from yesterday? Did that question go through? She's actually talking with uh, Erica, who is her um, accountability, accountability partner. Accountability partner. Awesome. Right. So, cool. Anyway. Sweet. And, yes, Dr. Tim is with us, and he's on. How do you be good, sir? I'm doing well. <clears throat> doing very well. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> I, as, as you, I was um, interested in how the 
things settled out from yesterday's conversation with Michelle and and those others who were undoubtedly listening and being affected by it. And um, I got a text message or two from people saying that they really resonated with that mind shifter that we gave at the end of the show. Uh, And again, these shows are all archived, so go to www.whyagain.org. And if you click on the link that says Mind Shifters Radio, you can go listen to yesterday's show. And just to repeat one of the things that Michelle said yesterday, she thinks that was a show that she's going to go back and listen to several times. So um, it's it's a wonderful process. It's it's As you've talked about so much, it's great to be able to support people in doing this work at a distance, because for so many years you and Jeannie have gone around town to town and presented the work and introduced it to people and then moved on to another town, and and there was little or no support for those people who got excited about it, who got started on the process, and now I think yesterday's show was just a wonderful example of the power of the support that you can offer five days a week on the show. So it's it's lovely. Um it for me it's quite rewarding. And um I had somebody else in yesterday who had brought their fourteen year old son to see me because he wasn't sleeping and he had anxiety and he had all kinds of problems. And we introduced him to the work and the EFT tapping and the goal-canceling process. And she said, to her amazement, he's sleeping through the night and he has the goal-canceling and the tapping sheet posted on the wall next to his computer in his bedroom. And he's only 14 years old, and he's already engaging in the process, understanding he's creating everything that's unpleasant in, inside of him. So that's my report for today. Things are just really moving. What a gift to give the world. A 14 Man, how different, I know for me, so it's just kind of a, a, a projection question, but how different would your life be, Tim, if at 14 you'd known, if we'd known all of this? Wow. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, think there's uh, a way to know. No, I don't know. True. I I I think just so the one thing you said one or two times, the idea of try to imagine how different my life would be if for every hour that people taught me about competition, even if that was still taught, if it was matched with an hour of talk about cooperation and the benefits of cooperation. How different would my life be? I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah, I can see a world where, you know, they teach competitive sports and they talk about how great competitive sports are. I put a huge, huge question mark in front of that one. 
totally, completely. I mean, that's the way our games have grown up, so we call that a great thing, and it teaches all kinds of skills, but but does it really teach the skills that we want our children to learn? And my thought would be for every hour that the hockey star spent thousands of hours shooting goals to, to be better at and to be able to outwit the goalie and to be able to put it in the goal, if that person were obligated to spend an hour with the goalie working on a project where they went and painted a little old lady's house or they delivered groceries to the little old man or they helped to uh, to build a fence or create a beautification process in their city, you know, how how different if every hour spent on learning to beat somebody? I mean, you you look at the uh, it was a movie a couple of years back called The Debate Club, and not many people recognize that the root of the word debate means to beat, to beat on, to beat. You know, to how how many hours do people spend learning to debate? And we look at the uh, the insanity of the political process. Could we have that insanity going on if every one of those people that stands up there and wants to whip their opponent had gone with the opponent when they were 12 years of age learning debate in grade school and they took that so-called opponent and they went out and they created a project to improve their, their state, their city, their, their uh, kindergarten classroom, their gardens. I, I was talking to someone yesterday who was a prison guard up in Springfield, Missouri. And he was saying there's a federal prison there that was totally and completely self-sufficient. And the inmates started suing. Like They didn't buy anything from the outside in terms of food. They had their own gardens. They had a farm. And that's all just totally shut down because the inmates thought it was too much work. And, you know, if, if we could, could just learn to put our energy into support, cooperation, every, every hour that's spent at those competitive sports, I mean, the millions of dollars and millions of hours how different would it be if every dollar was matched with a dollar spent on something that was good and constructive and useful for society, for people, for people who are hurting, for people who are starving, for on and on and on goes the list. It would certainly be a different game. And the creative result of what we have done is by and large pretty bizarre. Well, it's it's important to understand that the roots of that are coming from things like, you know, false beliefs about what great minds observed and thought. You know, Darwin in his book recognized that the primary force in nature wasn't competition, but it was cooperation. He observed ants and flocks of birds and herd mentality and and but that was selectively removed from the primary teachings. Jeannie, did I hear your voice piping up? Yes, you sure did. I was just one of the things that uh when you all were talking about competitive sports made me think of is I think it was day before yesterday it was on the news that a 17 year old got hit during a football game and went over to the sideline and dropped dead and I was talking to I immediately typed texted my son because he used to I don't know how many concussions he had and that because he was a good player they put him right back in and they put him right back in and they put him right back in and uh 
I just texted him and said, you know, I'm so glad you're okay because this makes the eighth high school student this year that, um, Michael, I'm going to mute you there. Um, this makes the eighth high school student this year that has died from being hit playing football. And it's insanity that, you know, it's like we have to win. We actually watched a movie the other night, and the – I can't even remember the name of it now. Um, remember, Michael, and, and they decided not to put the player back in because he was more important than the game was. And uh, – but they just – you know, my son, I was, when I was talking to him, he said that he can tell that it's had an impact on him. He said, you know, that his wife leaves him – notes pinned to the mirror or pinned to the refrigerator or things like that because he can't remember to do things and he said I know it's where I got hit so many times playing football and it's that competition and it's crazy you know they were uh, Ryan and Gabby were on opposing schools and she was a cheerleader he was a football player and we were playing them one time and Ryan scored a touchdown and Gabby, you know, was like, yay, Ryan. And her teammates and everything just went down on her like crazy. Like they're the enemy, you know, you're not supposed to. And she's like, but he's my boyfriend. And, you know, it didn't matter. It was, it's, so it's gone beyond playing. And that's all. For sure. Yeah. That's a good, good insight, Jeannie. And, uh, you know, it actually, the the competition game, I mean, these are kids in the same town, and the only thing that separates them, one goes to one school, one goes to another school. Somebody actually keyed her car because she cheered for her boyfriend. You know, it's like, how crazy. I put a post on Facebook the other day, and, you know, when you look at it, and I hadn't thought of going in this direction with the show today, but thanks for bringing that whole idea up, Tim, because it is so relevant. And I just had put this post out there. And if you're not connected with us on Facebook, uh, you can connect with JM underscore RYCE. But this post, and, and when I'm thinking of it in this context, I'm thinking, look at what we've trained our children into, and this is the way the world is today statistically if you could fit the entire population of the world into a village consisting of a hundred people maintaining the proportions of all the people living on the earth the village would consist of 57 Asians 21 Europeans 14 Americans and that would be North Central and South America and eight Africans There would be 52 women and 48 men. There would be 30 Caucasians and 70 non-Caucasians. There would be 30 Christians and 70 non-Christians. Six people would possess 59% of the wealth and they would all come from the USA. Now, some people call that success. Gee, look at that. Six out of 100 people would possess percent, well over half of the wealth in the world. Eighty people, so 80 out of 100 people would live in poverty. 70 out of, 70 out of 100 would be illiterate. 
50 out of 100 would suffer from hunger and malnutrition every day, one would be dying, one would be being born. One person would own a computer. One person. Oh, just a second here, it just skipped on me. One person out of the 100 would have a university degree. So when you consider that, if you wake up in the morning in good health, you have more luck than a million people on the planet who won't live through the week. If you've never experienced the horror of war, the solitude of prison, the pain of torture, we're not close to death from starvation, then you are better off than 500 million people on the planet. If you can go to your place of worship without fear that someone will assault or kill you, then you're luckier than 3 billion people on the planet. If you have a full refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you're ahead of 75% of the world's population. If you currently have money in your savings and a few coins in your purse, you are one of eight of the privileged few amongst the hundred in the world. If your parents are still alive and still married, you're a rare, indi a rare individual. And when I look at that result, it is a result of the way we've been approaching the game of life. And it's what we collectively as seven and a half billion people have created. And our invitation is, if you see your place in that game as privileged, then maybe it's time to do something about it. Maybe it's time to put some of your time, your intelligence, your money, and your energy into changing the game. And instead of a world of competition, you know, we you listen to those statistics on how many people are starving, and there's plenty of food to feed everybody in the world. Everybody in the world could wake up tomorrow with a full belly. You know what happens to the food that should be going into the bellies of those that are starving? It gets dumped into the oceans because somebody doesn't have enough Federal Reserve notes to pay for that food. That's the competition game. And thanks for bringing it up, Tim. It, uh, it's uh, definitely a reminder. It's, a, you know, I think a uh, perhaps more profound reason to think about Remembrance Day and remembering what we have and how privileged we are and what we could be doing about it. And so our call-in number is 646-200-4169. We are here to create support for the changing of that game in our individual personal lives, in our family systems, in our community systems, in our country, in our global system, into a system that is based in cooperation, support, and caring. 
I don't remember exactly the statistics, Tim, but you brought up uh, Darwin and in his book on the uh, uh, that's been interpreted to be about e- evolution. I believe the uh, the idea of survival of the fittest, if I remember correctly, maybe is mentioned twice. And the word love is used dozens of times. But a mindset inhibits certain things and brings other things forward. And, you know, there was a master teacher 2,000 years ago who told us about how to create a mindset that would bring forward the things that would be the highest and best, not only for yourself, but for the whole planet and everybody on it. This mindset was called Rachma. It's a filter in the frontal lobes of the brain that keeps love present in your life. And that's what we're here to support. And if you keep that filter active, then love will be present. And as love is present in your life, those things that are unlike love simply begin to dissolve and disappear. We have a caller. So that's what we're here to support. Oh, well, let's say hello to our caller. Awesome. 765, you're on the air. Is this Sunny? Yes, this is Sunny. Well, hey there, young lady. Welcome. Hi. I am enjoying the show and multitasking, but is it just to honor these many confirmations you've made on day today? Um, I did see a post, I believe it was on Facebook, um, for honoring our veterans was to be signified by using a green bulb in your porch light or just a green light. Um, to honor all of those people. And then with these other statements that we've made today about, you know, the prosperity and the abundance and the gratitude that we have for our our station in life, as I understand it, green is also the color of the energy of prosperity. And I just just wanted to kind of pass that along, that um, that is something that, you know, a certain group of people somewhere in the world are participating in and if you see it that's what it's about and we might choose to participate in it to um, even just maintain our, our sense of gratitude for you know for a constant and remembrance day oh well I join you in that uh, gratitude um, alright well that was about it I'm <laughs> I'm just kind of multitasking okay. and uh, with that with the, actually ask for continued prayer over Markela. She's uh, kind of gotten comfortable with um, some of her stuff and kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit or something going on there, and she just needs a little boost of prayer maybe. And I just appreciate all of your love for cooking along here, doing doing wonderful. Cool. That's fabulous. It's, it's a delight and an honor to hear it and to be part of your process and to have you engaged in the process. And uh, we'll hold a space for Markela. And, and knowing that, like all of us, sometimes pain is the motivator until we get to the point where we recognize, oh, I don't need to do pain anymore. I can just choose to do my work and carry forward. So, so we'll hold a space that that comes for her and for all of us to move exactly. forward in this uh, in this game of life. So thanks for your call and have a blessed one. Yes, you too. God bless you and your okay, travel. Okay, lots of love. Thank okay. Take care. Bye-bye. And of course, when we speak about that word love, or, or, or pardon me, prayer, uh, I'd, I'd like to reinforce the, uh, the original Aramaic meaning of that word prayer. 
where we live in a culture that has a totally, completely upside down, inside out, backward meaning for that word. So our culture generally thinks of prayer as putting your order into the cosmic catalog, telling the creator what the creator should be doing for you today, when in the Aramaic language, the word prayer means to set a trap for God. Recognizing that the creator is love, prayer is aligning ourselves and becoming the space that we're designed to be where love shows up in the world. So whenever you think prayer and you think what they call the Lord's Prayer, recognize that it is not a prayer, but it is a set of instructions for how to experience and express as the active presence of love as we are designed to do. And I certainly hold the space of love for your daughter to really truly be in the experience of healing, moving forward, and creating the active presence of love in her life. And we're glad to be on her team, and yours as well. Jeannie, do we have anybody else with a hand up? Uh, Nobody has their hand up, and there's nothing in the chat room. Speaking of gratitude made me think, I'm on the uh, mailing uh, list or whatever. To I get emails from a gentleman called Nick Vuj. I can't pronounce his last name Vujacek or something like that. He's uh, his website's Life Without Limbs. He's like 32 years old. He's Australian and he was born without any arms or legs. And so his thing that he had on. Today on his email, it says, the world is a hurting place. It needs hope and love. Even though I may not know why I was born the way that I was, I had a choice to make. I could be angry for what I didn't have, or I could be thankful for what I did. And he has he is phenomenal. He's a, a motivational speaker. He's an evangelist. Uh, he is married, and he's got two children. Um, but uh, a lot of people that would have or could have been in his position um, would have just quit. And he's he's just, he called it a rush of gratitude was what his thing today was called. Well, I certainly join him in that gratitude and that appreciation for what we have and and, uh, keeping the focus in that direction and growing a world that is able to live in appreciation and support for each other and creating this this game consciously purposely out of the presence of love so thank you for sharing that sweetie and our calling number is 646-200-4169 if you have a question an answer a thought that you can share with us then If you're on the phone, if you're in the phone queue, push one, and that will open the space for you to do that. So, Jeannie, anybody with a hand up? Anything happening? Chat room. What's happening in the chat room? Anything exciting there? 
actually in the chat room the conversation was uh, uh, Michelle was talking to Erica and telling her about yesterday's show and how you and Dr. Tim kind of tag teamed and with love and support helped her work through some issues and uh, she was talking about uh, that you know wanting to quit and then and yet keeping on and you all you know that you're relentless but that that's okay that she loves you anyway and I said well I said, Erica understands that one I said when when she was at Heartland I said you know she attempted to walk away and went to her room and that you actually followed her and uh, that with the support and everything that you know she moved through it probably a lot faster than she would have if you had just let her stew on it and uh, then Michelle was sharing how when she and Susan and Marianne had been in were doing some responsibility communication the first year that Michelle came to Heartland um that you had come down and, and invited them all to come up and, and watch a movie that we were watching and that they all three denied, you know, wanting to go, that they wanted to stay and continue with their responsibility communication and said you just, like, softened and, and left them. So it depends on the space and what's going on, whether you are relentless or whether you let go. <laughs> Delighted to be on the team. That's what it's all about. And so if you're on one of those stations where we can't hear your sweet voice or we can't, pardon me, access you in the uh, control panel, if you dial 646-200-4169, you will be with us. And if you push one, that will put you in queue to ask a question. And we would love to hear what your thoughts and your questions are. We would love to offer as much support as we can for every refinement, for every little piece of the puzzle and bringing these tools forward into and making them available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And we appreciate the support that each of you is in in bringing that into the world. So to each goes a thank you and appreciation. And... Dr. Tim, anything exciting in the practice today? that you'd like to share with us? Any patterns that you're seeing? Well, I should mention we had our Thursday night support group last night. And again, we started the group and there was just one person and myself. And um, we were watching the third hour of Why is this happening to me again, which was recorded in Woodstock, Illinois, in September of 2014. It was a four-hour version of that talk, so it's greatly expanded and fleshed out from the two-hour talk. And we got to the point in the talk where Michael was talking about the difference between a cause and a trigger, and how much trouble we can get into when we, or the kind of prison we lock ourselves into when we mistake a trigger as a cause. And we are chasing around then, trying to change all the triggers and prevent them from happening or punish people for doing the behaviors which trigger our experience, and we're 
were never able at that point to actually focus internally and do something about the actual cause of our upset, whether it's, you know, a negative emotion or a physical pain or a recurring negative thought. And something moved me to pause the video and ask the person in the room to rate from zero to ten how well he really understood the message. You know, you had just given the the analogy of boats causing drawbridges to go up. And does a boat cause a drawbridge to go up? No, but if there's a bridge tender there that recognizes the boat and gets clearance for it and makes sure there's nobody on the bridge, the bridge tender can flip a switch to send power to a motor, which sends torque to a gear, which moves counterweights that lifts the bridge. So the presence of the boat can be a trigger for the bridge to go up. And so I asked him to rate how much he actually understood that comparison. And he rated it on a scale of uh, 0 to 10. He rated it about a 4, maybe a 5. So then we launched into a discussion about what it would take for him to get that at deeper and deeper levels. And I, I, I said, the reason I'm stopping the video right now is because this is the absolute core for me that one piece that if I'm feeling pain inside of me, the cause is inside of me. And if I go chasing after anything that triggered the pain, I completely eliminate any possibility of removing my pain. And so we, we talked about how every time I do a worksheet and it successfully changes my mood or my attitude or my upset, that's a that's a proof. And if I'm observing, if I'm standing in the place of observing, every time I get a shift, I do a worksheet on somebody and, you know, they they're in California and they called me and they ranted on the phone and I hang up the phone and I have all this upset in me, I can do a worksheet and shift my energy and feel better. And if I'm, if I'm really paying attention, I wake up and realize, oh my gosh, that person's all the way in California and they don't even know that I'm feeling better. They could, they could still be raging at me and I'm already feeling better. My upset and my relief from upset are 100% internal process, and I've just proven it to myself again. So that was the theme for the evening, and then later, you know, we restarted the video, and another person came in, and then we watched some more of the video, and then we did worksheets, and, and the worksheet process was quite useful. So that's my offering as a theme. Awesome. Powerful. And it's really sweet. And, you know, anybody that's out there doing a support group, we'd love to hear from you and your questions and the challenges and and what you're learning from the process, because that's part of how we learn. Um, And, you know, I've actually been the last few weeks 
I've been getting calls from Dr. Andraki. If you happen to be out in Pahrump, Nevada, Dr. Stephen Andraki and his wife, Claudia, have been doing a support group out there now for, I don't know, Jeannie, probably five years, six years. Uh, Dr. Andraki's been involved in the work for about 15 years now, maybe a little bit longer. He actually writes prescriptions to people to do worksheets, to do wake-up sheets. Pardon me. Thank you, Susan. Uh, to do wake-up sheets. And uh, so now he's, he's, he's given to uh, calling me every week or so and letting, us, letting me know what the current issues are that he's working on addressing. They're just there. And, and if you're in that Pahrump, Nevada area, it's about an hour out of Las Vegas. If you're in Vegas, you can always uh, go and join that. And there's, uh, there's a group at Unity in, uh, in Vegas as well. But um, they're doing it at the largest uh, medical health center or, or healthcare provider in the city, a place called Partners in Wellness. And uh, so check in with Dr. Andraki, but uh, it's really cool to be hearing from him. Unfortunately, during the day when we're doing the radio show, it's uh, kind of difficult using this as a busy time for them in, uh, in their practice, so they don't usually get to call into the show directly. But uh, he's been kind of keeping me posted on what the current issues are and, and asking, okay, if you'd, you know, if you'd address this issue, address that issue, then that'll help us to move this along in the support group and they're using the radio show live in the support group as well. So, But uh, you don't have to be an expert at this work to create a support group grab a set of DVDs, start showing them to people, you know, if it's one other person. And watch it build, watch it grow. It's pretty awesome. Six four six two hundred four one six nine. We'd love to hear your voice. We'd love to know what your questions are and what's on your mind and how we can support you. Jenny, you have nope. any, uh, anything on your head? <laughs> what was that? Oh, I was going to ask if you had anything going on, and your note came back so quickly, I just laughed at, oh, you, you're not processing today as the... As the uh... Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> However, we have about 15 minutes, so perhaps let's just share. Um, nobody has a hand up, and there's no other conversation going on in the chat room. Let's just share, you know, we're leaving in the morning to head towards uh, Ellington. And uh, it's a 23-hour drive for us, so we're going to break it up in a couple of different stops and visit different people and visit a friend in Memphis and uh, then go on over and visit somebody else just south of Nashville and then on down probably about an hour the other side of Atlanta so we're making three different stops before we finally get there. We'll be there by Tuesday. And Michelle has agreed to do the show for me on Monday and Tuesday since we're going to be on the road. So thank you again, Michelle, for filling in for me. I appreciate it. And uh, so anyway, right now, the only thing that we have scheduled, we normally tour. And this time we're sitting still and riding. Uh, we do have January the 17th, and all of this is on our website, January 17th. We have one day at Unity on the Bay, and that's in Miami. And we do their two Sunday services and then a choir workshop in the afternoon. And then we have an intensive, two intensives. Uh, the first one starts February 1st, and it's a nine-day codependence 
to interdependence and communication practicum. And the way we're setting it up, you have to do the nine days. But then after that, it's going to go all the way to 16 days. So you have the option of doing per day. And so you can stay 9, 10, 11, 12, all the way up to 16 days. We have one day off, and then we're doing 16-day laws of living. It's a very limited space. The house has, uh, it does have seven bedrooms. And it's an awesome, luxurious spot with a swimming pool in the backyard. And um, Anyway, it's going to be a really nice place, and but it is limited. So if you're interested in being part of either of those, get a hold of us sooner than later. And other than that, we will be there till probably the first week in June and uh, just sitting, sitting and writing. And then we'll be heading back up north to Tennessee and then back up here to Heartland. Anything you want to add to that, Michael? Well, yeah, actually, I, I hadn't had a chance to communicate with you. We've been running and packing, but uh, I have been in communication with Light Miller in uh, Hollywood, Florida, and there's a possibility that uh, that when we complete at uh, Unity on the Bay on the 17th, that the 18th and through that next week, we might do another series of workshops there so that we'll be able to add a little more work. The, uh, the Unity Center, unfortunately, has a limited um, space for doing workshops. So we're just doing, you know, it's actually quite a large church, but uh, they don't have uh, access to a space to to do the full week of workshops. So we may add to that. So if you're in the Hollywood, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, you might just keep an eye on our schedule and uh, uh, we may expand that out. I'll know probably, we'll know within the next few days, but that just happened yesterday, that conversation with Light and Brian. So we'll see. We'll see how all that comes together. And Ari is supposed to let us know by this weekend, isn't he? He possibly is going to come and do the food for the Florida intensives. Yeah, that's a possibility at this point. Yes, yes, yes. So once again, our calling number, 646-200-4169. We would love to hear you, sweet voice. We would love to support you in deepening your understanding of this whole conversation about forgiveness. How can we serve you? How can we support you? What's exciting in your life, and what can we assist you in bringing forward in the way of integrating forgiveness into your world, into your physiology, into your relationships, into your finances, into every aspect of your life. And if you're in the phone queue and you push one, that will raise a hand and Jeannie will know you want to speak to us. If you're in the chat room, of course, you can ask a question there. If, if you if you're in a position where you can only hear us or watch what's happening in the chat room but can't interact, that just takes a simple uh, registration process. So, if you just do that with uh, with Blog Talk, then you'll be able to uh, interact and ask questions live in the in the chat room as well. And we'd love to have your input from that perspective. Jeannie will be able to share with you whatever we can share with you. So if uh, if you were 
sitting in an audience where Dr. Tim presented what he's presented so far today. I put forward the thoughts that I put forward. And we came down off the stage. What would be your question of us? What would you be wanting to know about these principles and this exquisite work of forgiveness that we're talking about? And if you push one, that will raise a hand, and you'll be next in the phone queue. And we'll be chatting. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear your questions. We'd love to know how we can support you. If you haven't accessed the forgiveness work, then we invite you to go to www.whyagain.org. In the middle of the page, there's a bullseye. You may have to scroll down a little bit to get to it. Click on the bullseye. And that will open a whole series of links. The first uh, link will be to Chapter 24 of the book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? Second link will be to worksheets. All the different forgiveness worksheet processes that we've developed. The wake-up sheet. We've had many different versions over the years. There are many different tools. Uh, A number of people, what they tell me they like to do is they rotate. They'll use one version of the worksheet one time and another version because each of them highlights different aspects of the process and each of them has different tools in it. And so that's the second link. And then the third link is radio shows that will walk you through step by step. Dr. Tim or Jeannie or myself have walked somebody through the total forgiveness process from start to finish. And so you can click on those shows. There are some, aside from the worksheets, there are some of the, what we consider to be the more important shows. And then, Ginny, you've also uh, gotten the uh, the ones that Dr. Tim has um, edited, right? And what exactly is the location for those shows? Uh, it was just a phenomenal yeah. show, two of them, actually, that uh, uh, Michael Coughlin called in. Oh, tell us about it. Yeah. So if you click on the bullseye, it takes you to where the worksheets are, like Michael said. And then when the third link down says click here to go to MP3 instructions and support on the wake-up sheets, live shows where we've walked somebody through. And so if you click on that, then the first three at the top of the page are, the first one is Terry Bowling and Michael Coughlin, where they both called in and um gave their testimonials of the changes that they had experienced physically, mentally, and emotionally since doing their work. And then uh, Dr. Tim did a combination of April the 8th, 15th, and 16th, and those are combined MP3s of Terry, and you can hear him going through the different levels and layers. And then the third one is the combined MP3s of Michael Coughlin and his call-ins on April the 8th and October 15th. And then after that is the rest of the uh, MP3s walk, where we've walked people through doing the wake-up sheets. Cool. So lots of resources. There, are, I don't even know how many hours now, probably 1,250 or so in the archives of hours of this show where we've just had all kinds of issues come up, all kinds of material that we've spoken about, kind of covers just about everything in our, our repertoire and processed, you know, so many different issues with so many different people. It's been pretty awesome privilege to uh, 
to get to do this interaction with folks. And so if we can support you and you are in the phone queue, if you push one, a little hand will go up in this magic control panel and we'll know you want to speak to us. All right, we got two hands that just went up. So the first first one is area code nine seven zero. You're on the air. Who do we have? Hi, this is Cindy again in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Hi. Welcome, thank you, Jeannie, for for thank you, Jeannie, for your contributions the the past several days. They've been great. Oh, you're welcome. Um, You opened the show remembering the warriors. Uh, the people who have suffered the effects of war, which is really all of us. Yes. I had two things I wanted to share. One, uh, it was a few months ago, it was it was run on Facebook again, but it, it's a quote from Sitting Bull. Uh, three sentences here, four sentences. Warriors are not what you think of as warriors. The warrior is not someone who fights for no one has the right to take another life. The warrior for us is the one who sacrifices himself for the good of others. His task is to take care of the elderly, the defenseless, those who cannot provide for themselves, and above all, the children, the future of humanity. And I really like that because that makes everyone that engages in in those activities we can think of as warriors. And it sort of changes the meaning of the word warrior that our society has given to the word warrior, I think. The other thing, I'm going to cry here. (laughs) Go for it. We're here to hold the space and cry and breathe with you. Yes, that's why I'm calling. Um... Brad has signed up to go to a retreat here in Pagosa Springs. It's called Warrior Wash. It is being conducted by a a Vietnam veteran, um, also a veteran of Afghanistan. Um, He was a SWAT team member on a police force, and then he went back into the military as a chaplain. So oh, nice. we're, um, and I, I just wanted everybody to hold a space for Brad. He's going to be gone for seven days. It's here. Awesome. It's here in Pagosa. He is the only vet from Pagosa Springs who signed up for this. And there are hundreds of vets in our county. Mm. Um, and I'm just really, really proud of him. There are 10 men involved here. Uh, They're coming from Farmington, New Mexico, from Cortez, Colorado, as far as we know, and Brad from Pagosa. It's called a Warrior Wash. Um, It is biblical-based. In the paper, there's a quote from Numbers 31. It says, You yourselves will have to keep outside the tent circle for seven days. Any one of you who has put any person to death or come near a dead body, make yourselves and your prisoners clean. 
And then it goes on to talk about how Native Americans knew this, and they were uh, not allowed to integrate back into the society after they had defended their village. And um, they had to go through a period of purification. And that's what this is based on. It also talks about seven days of cleansing following the methods of Moses. So there's something in the Bible about Moses talking about the cleansing after after having to defend. So um, I'm just really excited, and I would just That's ask very anybody exciting. to think of him next week. Yay, when does it start? It starts on Sunday. Mm. starts on Sunday and goes for seven days. And each day the focus is on something different. And uh, so I was just calling to ask for support. Well, you've got it, and we absolutely join in holding the space for you. I'm sure that energetically what uh, Brad goes through is going to put you through a lot of healing, open a lot of spaces for a lot of release, and uh, we'll join you in that release. That's really awesome. Thank you. Do you know if the workshop is full? He, He last heard there are eight coming. So there may be, they will take up to ten. It's a, a residential, it's in a private residence. Um, it's, it's ironically, it's about eight miles from here, from where we live. And um, cool. it, it just feels like it came from great spirit. So Sweet. Well, we hold the space, and I'm going to talk to Michael Coughlin and let him know about it. And uh, if there's a space, it might be something he might be interested in doing as well. Uh-huh. Very cool. Possibly. All right, dear heart, so, thank you for the call. Thank and, you. Uh, I'll look forward to hearing from Brad when it's complete and uh, just kind of getting a, a sense of, of uh, how it opened and how it, how it unfolded things and what happened. So that's fabulous, and we'll certainly be beaming love the whole time. In fact, you know, all through the week, if you want to call and just remind us and keep us on track with it, if he's sharing anything, to share it with us, and, uh, and we'll keep the whole community embracing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, I'll do that. Okay, blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. Everybody, we're closed. Best year yet of your eternal life. Blessings.